Welcome to episode four of the Kids Love Sport podcast. In episode one, I mentioned that not only will there be sports people, parents, exercise professionals, but also kids of varying ages. Today is the first episode with one of our kids. And today's guest, he didn't participate in, in the Fun Fitness for Litley's program, but he was there in my very first 18 months of early childhood, 10 years ago. Our guest, he was only four. He was in his last year at long daycare, ready to go to kindergarten. He was always an active little fella. Getting out, always wanted to play, always wanted to run around, kick, throw, catch. And when you learn about his parents, you can sort of see why. Having a mother that is a, a trained PE teacher and also an exercise physiologist and Pilates instructor, and then a father who is an exercise physiologist, an avid sportsman. How can you not have an active child. So today's episode, we are chatting about what it's like growing up with two exercise professionals as parents, what it's like with pressures, no pressures, support, what type of supports worked for him. And yeah, there's some some moments in here, both for kids and parents, as to how to support your child the best, and kids how to look for your sport. Please welcome Matt Goswell. 14 years old, he's already two heads taller than me, and he used to be up to my knee, and I haven't grown since then. But it's a great episode, and I really appreciate you joining me today. Matt, please help me in welcoming Matt Goswell. <laughs> Welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show. It's nice to finally see you after what ten years. Yep, that's it. It's been been a while, and and uh, now Matt's taller than me, which is quite a weird thing at only fourteen. But so we're going to get straight into it, and I wanted to to ask you about what it is. What what was your childhood like having parents that are so engaged in in proper physical activity and how to use your body appropriately? I don't, I don't think it was really too much different besides the fact that I knew not to do anything like weights or anything yeah, they right. don't really need to do. Like, I was just an active kid, did what I wanted really. Yeah. I chose to do a sport, they'd go, righto, we'll do it. Yeah, nice. It was pretty simple. So through your childhood, what sort of sports did you try? Um, oh God, there's a fair few. Yeah. I started off, I think gymnastics would have been one of the first yep. ones. Did that for five or six years. Um, there was tap dancing, did that. Um, golf, still do that. I think I did ice hockey for a little bit in there, <laughs> just because, why not? But then, that was in the morning, so, you know, a bit too lazy for that. <laughs> and then um, recently, uh, rap soccer. Yeah, okay. So you've got some very um, core-focused activities there with gymnastics, tap dancing, even the yeah. ice hockey, I guess, it needs good yeah. core control. 
Was that something that was driven through the family or just something that you saw mum and dad working with, with clients and, and me being one of those clients uh, with my back injury working with your dad? Was that, because I've seen videos of you doing some incredible core stuff at yeah. eight, nine, ten, and just like, wow. Yeah, I, I think that came with um, just being around the studio environment, seeing people training, yep. seeing mum and dad teaching, you know, just pick up on it kind of thing. Yeah. And just go, yeah, I'll try that, see if yeah. I can one-up them. Oh, so, so <laughs> a little bit competitive. Yeah, yeah, cool. So that sort of turned into a competition in a sense. Like, yeah, just with oh, myself, really. Oh, you did that? I'll do better. <laughs> so has that played off in the rest of your sport? Because well, you're playing rep soccer now from, what, 12, 13? Uh, 13s yep. through to now and hopefully through to 16. Yeah. And you mentioned just before we came on that there's quite a process with this rep soccer where in Newcastle here in New South Wales. Mm, yeah. Um, you, you had a lot of knockbacks there yep. for the first 12 months. Yeah, because um, normally what most kids will do to get in is they'll um, start from a thing called SAP, which is yep. like development from you know like eights to twelves yeah, all right. that and then yep. that pretty much gets them into a team okay um i didn't i played community warners bay d grade yeah. my whole life and then i was just like just to play with some mates yeah just play with yep. some mates have some fun but then i was just like yeah i'll have a, I'll have a go at it train my ass off um seven trials later got into one team and been there ever since so seven trials was that seven trials in in seven weeks like over about before a two season? or three yeah okay <laughs> two or three and you yeah, just it was more from just club getting to, club to any to trial and... i could get to yeah, well. try and get a shot three npl teams and a um a new fm team yep. just to make sure i could play somewhere up really it's, so after the first few knockbacks you just wanted to play kept going you just kept going what yep tell us about that because that not many teenagers would take that many hits and still want to keep on going. And you've done seven hits, like six hits in that short period of time. Yeah, I'm a decently resilient kid when it comes to that. Yep. Setbacks don't really phase me too much. It's more just, um, a, uh, more just like a um, reason to train more, reason to get yeah. better. Where did that come from? Um, I don't know, I'm just a really competitive person. Oh. <laughs> and when someone's like, we don't want you here, I just make it my goal to show them why I should have yeah. been picked, kind of thing. Very, very good attitude to have. Mm. Um, something that we, we don't have enough of in our, in our youth coming through. Yeah. That, that hit a hurdle and then they just stop. They don't yeah. keep on going and putting the hard yards in exactly. to, to get to that next stage. Um, so you obviously started, I guess, in a not necessarily team sports from a young age, quite individual based. Yeah. What's it been like, the change now, individual-based, from young age, now into teenage years, into a team sport? Um, I think team sports are more enjoyable, especially yeah. better for young kids. You can, you know, you build relationships, you get better with social skills, stuff like that, communication. It's also a lot easier, because um, if you make a mistake, you have people to help you out. Mm -hmm. You can help out your teammates if they're not having a good day. With individual sports, it's, it's a lot tougher, especially yeah. on young kids who might not be able to take losses like that as well. So like, do you look back and go, I wish I'd done a bit more team sport at, you know, six, seven, eight? Or no, do you I think, think the individual resilience has supported I think now? the individual sport helped a lot, really, because yeah. um, just taking setbacks, like not doing well, all that, it comes down to you and you have to take your own responsibility for that. Yeah. So it just 
you know, gives you more drive to take it on your shoulders and get better. Yeah, nice. So over the, over the last sort of, oh, it's probably been quite a few years now, golf has been quite a, quite a sport for you. Yeah, just... And, and uh, you and your dad have actually been able to really enjoy that together. And it's, what, are you on the same handicap yet or? No, but no. I, I can confirm I do hit it further than him. Okay, so. okay. you've got the biggest drive. Yep, fair yeah. call. <laughs> but how's, how's that been? Because that's obviously a great bonding experience to be able to play sport with your dad. I, I've gotten to play hockey and cricket with my dad. And I know how much that meant, not only to me, but also to dad. Yeah. And you guys, um, was it late last year you went into a, a competition up at the Hunter Valley there? Oh, I yeah, I, I think it was late last year, yeah, around about, doing your the dad, V-Dub scramble. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, we have a go at that each year, hoping we yeah. can all make it sometime. So what's so golf? You're obviously not too bad at it. Oh, unrefined, but <laughs> unrefined. Okay, that's a you know, it's a good way of looking at it. Could be better, but have a good template to work with. Yep. Considering I really just play when I get the chance. No practice. It's just a off-season kind of thing. So it's it's more of a fun. It's more of a fun thing I do when the soccer's not on. Yeah, like right I yeah. played five times last week. <laughs> just because. School holidays. Just because no training, <laughs> school holidays. Why not? Yep. So during the season, once you get into the soccer season, it slows down a lot. It slows I might down play a lot. once every fortnight. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just because you know, more focused on soccer because that's yep. hopefully a potential career. Potential career. Yeah. Mm. Golf's not a potential career. Post-retirement career, maybe. <laughs> Post-retirement. <laughs> so you'll be in the veterans. Exactly, exactly. Whatever they call it. Grand Slam. I don't know what they call it either. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so that's, yeah, fascinating talking about that and, and how you've actually already at 14 got a hobby sport. Mm. Most kids are out there being super competitive at every sport they do and going, I want to be a rugby league player, a tennis star, yeah. and they aren't just out there having fun. Yeah. yeah. Do, mm. Does that provide you more, uh, I guess, hunger for soccer? Because you've got a, an ability to take yourself away from comp competition, mm. and then when you get to soccer season, it's, we're on. Yeah, it's does good. That... I think it's more just, um, I have time where I just want to relax, just go out for four hours, just have a swing, not always relaxing if you're having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, when you go through the tre trees of Charlestown. Exactly. That is, that's a bad experience, that is. Yeah. But no, it's more just being able to pull yourself away from it and just reset yourself, getting ready for soccer and yep. any other competitive sports that you do. Yeah, awesome. What's the, so men mentally, soccer and golf, quite different. Uh, not only the individual to a team, tougher. but mm. what... What, what was that? What's, what's I know tougher? Which one, oh, golf. Yeah, what was like that? In soccer, if I play a bad pass, it doesn't really affect you much. Yep. We can, I can recover, we can get back into it. If I hit one 20 metres over to the left in the water, that can pretty much be my day gone there. And it's not always great to come back from. I remember in the club champs, which is like you play for a spot on the board in the clubhouse, yep. put a chip onto the green, bird took my ball, no one saw it. <laughs> Had to take the drop shot and play it from where I was. That, that was that was horrible. <laughs> but it's more just yeah, getting to bounce back, yeah. learning all that stuff. It helps a lot in team sports where it's not as crucial. Yep. It means you can 
do it better, really. So you find you're able to relax a little bit more on the soccer field because of, of what mentally you go through on a, on a golf course? That yeah, that would be a yeah. good way to say it, yeah. yeah. It just gives you the resilience, really. Yeah, nice. you know, You know, I can recover from this. It's not unheard of. Bad pass, that's all right. Head up, keep going, kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, awesome. That's a great, great way to look at well, life in general, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> As well. Um, so our final question, I'm, I'm asking everyone this. Mm -hmm. Do you like or love sport and why? I'd have to say love. Yep. It's, oh, it's just a great thing, isn't it? Dude, just Yeah, you really just go out, forget about whatever else is going on in your life and just focus on the sport. It's yep. an escape, really. It's great. That's great, yeah. Perfect. Mm. No. That's awesome. So thanks, thanks, Matt, for joining me. Awesome. And, thanks for having me on the show, man. And um, looking forward to speaking with your parents and seeing their side of the story. I'm looking forward <laughs> to hearing it. No worries. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Cheers. Man. Cheers. That was a super fun episode to record with Matt Goswell. It's amazing how in my 10 years in early childhood, some of my littlies have grown up to be pretty amazing young people. Matt has shown some incredible resilience and my couple of points that I want to leave you with today, one being resilience. Matt has shown incredible resilience well beyond his years to take the amount of knockbacks that he has and he continued trialling and eventually gained a spot in an MPL team. He mentioned he had five or six goes before he actually landed into a team. How resilient are your litlies? Do you think your, say, 10 to 14-year-old could take that many knockbacks in a quick succession and still keep on trying? It's something that our next generation are struggling with. They're wanting things now. They're wanting it in the first or second go. But we're not providing them with the support to be resilient, to have multiple goes, to continue until they succeed. Somebody I grew up with in Tamworth has just recently started a Raising Resilience website and she is covering covering resilience incredibly. Jen is a social worker and registered Circle of Security parenting facilitator. Um, for those of you that may be aware of the Circle of Security, it is an amazing document and one that I absolutely love. Uh, and from my training in early childhood and years in early childhood, it is, it is a basis of what I do as well. But check out raisingresilience.com.au. Jen has some great resources for parents to use and to support their child to be resilient. And so as it says, raising resilience, it is something that we as adults and parents can support for our littlies. Another great point from Matt is hobby sport. At 14, Matt already looks at playing golf as his hobby or his fun sport for the off season from when he's not training and playing for soccer or football. And it's also something that he gets to enjoy with his dad. It is, it is an amazing feeling, parent and child being able to enjoy sport together if you both love a sport. So that's something that a lot of children today are playing 11 months of the year of one sport. Do they have a fun sport? 
do they have an outlet where they can just go and enjoy? Whack a ball, kick a ball, tackle, whatever it might be that is different to their main sport. If you can promote them to your literally to have a different sport, you'll be amazed at how much more love they'll have for their main sport. And the third point, this is for you guys as parents. Matt has two exercise professionals as parents. We'll hear from them later in the series. Yet, neither of them are living through him or pushing him to be involved in activities he doesn't want to. How many boys, especially, have you heard of going to ballet and gymnastics and then ice hockey, soccer, golf? That's, it's not a regular occurrence of, of sports there. But he's got parents that are just there to support. They know so much about what he needs for his body. They are just wanting to see him have fun, enjoy and play. And most of all, be a kid and find out what he wants to do. I hope you enjoyed this episode with 14-year-old Matt Goswell. Stay tuned for our next episodes as we delve into a few Olympians as we get closer to the Olympics, which is now 12 months overdue and fingers crossed we still get it. We're going to hear from one Olympian that will be going and and a former Olympian that won gold in Rio. (laughs) 